This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 160. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. I hope you're having a great time. It's Chinese New Year here in Hong Kong. There's been loads and loads of festivities and uh, a lot of eating. I don't even want to think about how many kilos I've put on (laughs) in Hong Kong in general, but especially in the last couple of weeks. I love the food here in Hong Kong, but man, it's a lot of, it's kind of very fatty, very oily. I'm going to have to go on a strict diet when I get back to the UK. Anyway, you don't want to hear about that. This is the podcast you need to be listening to for language learning tips and advice. There are two episodes a week when I'm on form, which I'm not at the moment, but I plan to get back on form very quickly. And some big news for all of you who have been hounding me for years now to produce transcripts. There will now be transcripts for every episode on the podcast. I'm super pleased to announce this because I know so many of you want them. So you will now be able to listen to my voice and read along with the show notes, read along word for word on the show notes for the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to come in, perhaps for next episode, we'll see. But very soon you can expect transcripts. Uh, They're going to be professionally done, so they're going to be error-free, hopefully, touch wood. Uh, But a great resource for those of you who are not native English speakers and maybe I don't know maybe some of you don't want to listen to me you want to read me instead so so anyway um very pleased to announce that I hope they are useful for you now before we get into today's question I would like to thank the sponsors of the show and if you've been meaning to get a little bit more speaking practice in the language you're learning if you know it's time then italki is the best place to get that practice you can get a lesson a free lesson in fact with a native speaker teacher by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's get into today's question from 15-year-old Jonathan. Hi, Ollie. My name is Jonathan. I am 15, and I've been learning Hebrew for over two years now. I started out by learning Hebrew with Rosetta Stone, and that was pretty terrible, as is commonly being shared. It's not a very good language learning software, and it's very expensive. I did not learn near enough grammar and I did not make near as much progress as I should have considering how much time I spent. As suggested by Luca Lampariello, I have been learning with Asimil, and uh, he suggested that I find some podcasts with scripts and to study that after I finish Asimil. And uh, I'm at a bit of a crossroads. I'm kind of frustrated because I've spent so much time, but I haven't seen near enough progress, once again, considering how much time I've spent. And... um, I'm not really sure what my best course of action would be because uh, I should be at least B1. Having studied for over two years, I should be at least B1, and uh, I'm not even not even there yet So, because I did not get the foundational grammar. So if you could answer a couple of these questions, that would be great. And also, how do we find comprehensible input for minority languages? Thank you so much. Greetings from Alaska. Jonathan, my man, thank you very much for a good question. And, you know, it's, I, I'm really, really pleased to see someone so young talking so eloquently and in such an informed way about language learning. You've got a, a very bright future, so I'm super happy to um, to have your question and hopefully we'll provide um, a little bit of help. You're in great company with Luca, obviously. Um, 
hopefully I can give you a few more tips. Uh, Rosetta Stone, yeah, you know, I only used it once for about two days. <laughs> and the, the place where I was working, they, they, uh, when I was in Qatar, actually, um, the company I was working for got this kind of corporate membership for Rosetta Stone and said, and they emailed us and they said, Hey, you can now learn Arabic with Rosetta Stone. So I logged into it and, um, after two days, I just thought, what, 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 what am I doing? Did not enjoy it at all. Um, and yeah, they, well, let's not talk about Rosetta Stone, but I do want to say, Jonathan, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, I don't know how, if you've learned any other languages before, but it's easy to fall into this trap of saying I should be at B1 after two years. Maybe, maybe not. You know, if it's your first language, first foreign language, uh, if you're learning a difficult, I'm not very familiar with Hebrew, but you know, getting to a B1 level doesn't just depend on the software you use. It depends on lots of different things. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. You might be closer than you think. Now, I'm going to give you in this episode everything that I do and have done to learn Cantonese, which is a minority language, probably a smaller language than Hebrew, I would have thought. But actually, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't quote me on that at all. But yeah, learning minority languages is tricky because there's less material. And the most difficult stage of all is where you're at, Jonathan. B1, or just approaching B1, is the hardest point because on the one hand, you've exhausted all the beginner's materials, and on the other hand, you're not quite advanced enough yet to use native speaker content like podcasts. So that's why you find yourself in this tricky situation. Luca's advice is great to go and listen to podcasts, but, you know, unless you've really got a strong constitution you probably find what you probably already found is that it's just a little bit too hard, right? So what we want to do is to get you material that you can work with, as you said, comprehensible input. It's that, that language material that's just above your current level. So you've got, you can understand a lot of it already, but you can also learn new things. So here's what I would do in your situation. Number one, find other people who are learning Hebrew as well and ask them what materials they like. You can do that by going to forums online, such as the Unilang forum or how to learn any language forum. You can uh, look in Facebook groups, either Hebrew specific or big groups like the Polyglots Facebook group. Um, there for, for Cantonese, for example, there's a great website called cantodict.com where there's a, all Cantonese learners congregate from around the world and I've got some great tips from them. Um, so simply find, you know, go to where other people are already learning the language and ask them what they're using. That's number one. You might find some gems. Um, yeah, so do that. Number two, go to specialist bookshops. There, I guarantee you there will be material out there for you at your level. It may be a bit dated. It might not be, you know, fresh, um, hot off the press 2017 stuff, but it's often just a question of finding that that right material. So go to specialist bookshops in Alaska. If you've got a friend in Boston, ask them to go to that big famous bookshop in Boston for you instead. Or I don't know, maybe I'll look for something for you in London um, and send it your way. There, you'll find something, but you've got to go out and look for it. You know, dig up, dust off the corners of those long, those forgotten corners in the bookshops and and you know see what you can find um you know here in hong kong for example i found stuff that i've never seen anywhere else locally produced locally published stuff so go to bookshops where you are also if you're lucky enough to visit israel then obviously go to um bookshop any bookshops you can there as well number three search for bloggers who write about hebrew and email them 
right? There are lots of people who have written about Hebrew. So Google them, get in touch with them via their website and ask them for help. They're usually more than happy to do that. Number four, find material that you like and hire someone to transcribe it. If you can't find um, Hebrew podcasts that you like that are at your level, look for YouTube videos, for example, that um, are in Hebrew and that are short and kind of at the right level and find someone, hire someone beg, borrow, and steal the money to pay someone to transcribe the stuff for you. That way you can get the transcripts you need. Now, I remember when I was delivering a, a workshop, a polyglot workshop, um, last year, I think, uh, my friend Francesco was there, and he um, he asked me this question. And I gave him this piece of advice, um, something that I did, which is to actually find... I, I paid someone to transcribe um, Cantonese TV series for me. And he went and did this, I think, with Estonian... And he said, he actually came up to me and said, Ollie, it, that piece, that, that one piece of advice you gave changed my life because suddenly he had the material. He didn't have the material he needed to study before. Now he did. So it changed everything for him. You never know. You might find people that have already done that and you can just borrow it from them. So who can you ask to do this? Uh, a friend or tutor? Uh, a t- you could go, for example, an italki and hire a teacher, but instead of taking lessons, um, you ask them to use the time to transcribe stuff for you. You can go to upwork.com or even pros.com, which is a translating website, but people there will do all kinds of things. So, and it's quite affordable as well. So some options there, if you are prepared to, to invest a little bit of money in it. Um, and then finally make your own materials. If you can find Hebrew people, Hebrew speaking people where you are, which I'm sure is possible, have some fun. Do some recordings. Ask them to transcribe it for you. Make your own. I mean, this takes initiative. It takes a bit of um, a bit of uh, you know willpower to do it, but it can be great fun. I mentioned this in a, in, a, in a recent episode. Actually, I'm doing that here in Hong Kong. I've I found people to get together and have conversations, which I uh, have recorded and I'm getting transcribed, and I'm going to make that available to to the public. So you can really have some fun with this if you're able to. Uh, if you can be be creative in that way. So those are five ideas. Let me summarize them quickly. Number one, find people online in forums who are learning the language you're learning. Number two, turn specialist bookshops upside down, inside out. Number three, find bloggers who write about your language and get in touch with them. Number four, find material you like and hire someone to transcribe it. And then number five, make your own materials. I'll put a link to all of the websites and things and ideas that I've mentioned in the show notes, I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 160. Um, likewise, if you've got any other tips, or maybe you're learning Hebrew and you've got some stuff you can share with Jonathan, please go to the show notes and leave a comment. Let us know um, some good uh, resources and places to find stuff. Thank you, Jonathan, for the question. I hope that's helpful. I hope you get what you need. Don't despair. Keep going. As I often say, you're probably closer than you think. Uh, make sure you keep speaking as well. Don't forget that one. Okay. So if you uh, have found the this podcast useful, I'd love a review on iTunes. That would really um, help me and let other people know about the show. You can open up iTunes, search for I Will Teach Your Language and leave me a review there. I'd love you forever if you did that. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And this is very timely, actually, because I've just published on the blog 
a wonderful guest post from Jared, who writes about endangered languages. The blog post is called Endangered Languages, Tips for Learning and Using the World's Minority Languages. And so he goes into detail about this. It'll give you a whole host of new, um, of other ideas and places to go to help you if you're learning a minority language. Um, I mean, Jared's phenomenal. He speaks um, languages that you might not even have, have heard of before. You know, he writes on the blog post, he writes about, um, um, I can't even pronounce some of these. <laughs> You're just gonna get, you're just gonna have to go and read it. Okay, you can go to the blog, I will teach you a language dot com, or find the link directly to the blog post and in, in the show notes. Once again, I will teach you a language dot com forward slash episode one six zero. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you back on the next episode of the podcast. Take care.